1: big thank you to today's sponsor, Canva. I've been doing content creation now for over 10 years, and without a doubt, one of the slowest time-consuming pieces of any project at this point is the graphic design part. Whether it be for your thumbnail, social media, or something else entirely, it always devours hours of my life. However, now that I have Canva Pro, not only can I get great-looking designs that look as professional as the ones that I was making before, but I can get it done in a fraction of the time. Canva Pro is the easy-to-use design platform that has everything you need to start designing like a pro. Whether you're a professional and been doing it a long time like myself and the boys, or you're just getting started, Canva Pro can help you boost you and whoever else you're working with, creativity, and most importantly, productivity. It's quick, easy, and affordable. To give you an idea as to what you're working with over there, there's over 75 million premium Photos, videos, audio, and graphic for you to use and whatever you need to whip up. Everything I've wanted to do, I've been able to do with Canva Pro. And you can start to design like a pro with Canva Pro. Right now, you can get free 45-day extended trial when you use our promo code. Just go to canva.me slash chill to get your free 45-day extended trial. That's canva.me slash chill. Canva.me slash chill, design like a pro.
0: That was too much. So you were like, hello, my little... <laughs> That's, uh...
1: Listen, we just did MK Ultra. I'm in a weird mood.
0: Yeah, he's got right the mango now you're popsicle. eating a, a mango icicle. Yep. Icy pop. Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: All right. I'm and free, baby. You know, you could have just the, finished it and then the
0: podcast and you were just like, no.
1: No. No. Absolutely not. I want to start it right now. I want to finish this popsicle on air. Hello, my little... Yeah,
2: if that was... If that was if that episode was the first 10 minutes of the movie up, this is that Pixar cartoon about the old man playing chess. Like
1: this is the light where, you know, that's the dark and this is the light. I I like it. Uh, I appreciate it, too. You're going to talk about the thing I was excited to talk about, Alex. So I kind of want to start just with you.
2: Yeah. Okay. so this this is a um, article that was in um, the venerable publication known as the New York Post. Uh, Yesterday, and uh, it is a article called a Harvard professor says an alien visited in 2017 and
1: more are coming. Right. You ready for this, Jesse? Are you finally ready to be convinced?
2: Uh, No, but I'm in. So Avi, Avi Loeb is the chair of Harvard's Department of Astronomy. And he has a new book coming out, so that's a problem. That's you know, that's one. <laughs> that's a flag, unfortunately. Yeah. But it's Houghton Mifflin. It's like a real book. Like you know, it's not like some Amazon dot com self printed five dollar <laughs> manual. Uh, you know, it's a properly published book. It's coming out this month. Um, <clears throat> and he was talking about the uh, Oumuamua, which is this thing. I don't
1: know if we did. We talked about it on the show last week. A yes, little bit? We talk, yeah. I talk about the minisode last week yep. on the top six scientific cool things.
2: Yeah. So the Umumua, uh that you that you were talking about last week uh, came from the direction of Vega, the star system that is like fairly close by. But it's like 25 light years away uh, and it appeared in our solar systems orbital plane uh, on the 6th of September 2017. Uh, And three days later is when it got as its closest point to the sun. Um, And by the end of the month, uh, it was uh, going like 60 K MPH past Venus. And by early October, it was past Earth. uh, And it was speeding up, basically. It was getting mm -hmm. faster and headed off towards uh, Pegasus, uh, the constellation and the reason it's called the Oumuamua is because it was first spotted at a observatory in Hawaii, which we talked about last week. Uh, that's when the Pan-STARRS telescope is, that like high def, like crazy telescope, uh, means scout, like as if it was some sort of extraterrestrial scout, right? Oumuamua. Uh, and uh, it was only 100 yards long, which is like fairly large in Earthling scale, but in... You know, it's like a football field. But in space, that's not very big. Uh, and uh, it's the first ever interstellar object ever detected inside the solar system. And because of how fast it was going, it was not being affected. Uh, it wasn't trapped in the sun's gravity. It wasn't <laughs> just like space trash that got stuck in orbit it was propelling itself or was in some way being propelled uh and they followed it for 11 straight days which is crazy um but so now we're going to talk about this guy with the book and he says that the scientific community thinks it's an ordinary comet but then he said that that assumption runs the risk of allowing quote The familiar to define what we might discover. What would happen if a caveman saw a cell phone? He's seen rocks all his life and he would have thought it was just a shiny rock. And he thinks that rather than it being just like some type of comet or natural thing, that instead it's some kind of like intelligently designed space trash, like
1: a piece of a ship that It was Yeah, I think I know the article you're talking about. I think in the article, they also say like that correctly. Like if we're looking for alien civilizations, we shouldn't necessarily be looking for scout ships, but maybe pieces of their own garbage that makes their way into our solar system. Maybe that's what this was made
2: by another civilization. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the dimensions were weird for a comet because it looks like a cigar. Kind of. um, We looked at the 3D rendering of it last week. You can check that out uh, online. It's easy to find. Uh, They also looked at the way it reflected sunlight um, and that its brightness varied. Uh, So it was rotating. They could like track its brightness and sort of estimate that it was sort of rotating every like eight hours, Mm. which is kind of weird. And uh, it's really like. Just uncommon in a lot of ways. There's just a lot of stuff about it that was really weird. Ten times more reflective than most uh, other items in space. Right. He says to think of it as like shiny metal vibes, which is why he's like it's something. But he says the really crazy thing about it is the movement and that the fact that it is pushing away from the sun is the thing that really like convinces him That. That something is at play here. Uh, and uh, so <laughs> then they go to speculate like what it was maybe going to be or like what it could possibly like. He says he says that he calculated that the Oumuamua was uh, like a one in quadrillion chance that something with those properties was just a random occurrence, which is like mm. a high amount. And yeah, he that's sa- pretty, pretty rare. Yeah. And he says that one explanation goes back all the way to Kepler. And you know the uh the idea of like the solar breeze, uh, and the and mm. the like tails of comets and and how, how he was thinking about like maybe the tail of a comet could be like some type of like uh propulsion idea. Um and now probes have light sails uh on them sometimes that scientists make that are like you know Kind of look like if you remember what Count Dooku's ship looked like yeah. in episode two. <laughs> yeah. That has like space sails. Uh and then uh they're saying like maybe in the future they'll be able to like unfold those sails and rather than just surfing from the sun's stuff, that they'll like be able to fire like lasers directly at the sail to like propel it, if that makes sense. Mm. So Loeb is actually involved in that. He's actually, you know, he's a Harvard professor. He's actually involved in a light sail project to send a tiny unmanned craft to a nearby star. And he says that if we thought of this, why haven't aliens thought of this? Right. Yeah. And he says that. In his hypothesis, he and a colleague, quote, crunched the numbers and that Oumuamua was not actually cigar shaped, as a lot of people think, but rather rather a disc less than a millimeter thick with sail like huh. proportions. Is that account is for that its unusual true, acceleration. or is that just one person say? Yeah, I, I mean, I would it's wa- a Harvard <laughs> professor who's actively researching the technology to send a light sail through space. Mm-kay. Right. OK. I mean, that's I mean, if there's not if I mean, like. We're always talking about, you know, checking with experts, right? And I I mean, this guy, to me, at least, qualifies as some type of expert, right? Um, And he thinks that maybe it's like a piece of a sail that flew through our solar system. And then when it got between the sun and the sun's like energy that it like kind of like, you know, was pushed because it was a thin Mm. piece and was like already made for that purpose. And so just sort of behaved in that way. Huh. Um, It's interesting. Yeah. Uh, However, in July 2019, there is the Oumuamua Team of International Space Science. uh, They're called the Oumuamua Team of the International Space Science Institute. Uh, They published an article saying we find no compelling evidence to favor an alien explanation. Um, But also, Loeb is not necessarily like just saying fuck you to those people. He's saying some people do not want to discuss the possibility there are other civilizations out there. they believe we are special and unique. I think it's a prejudice that should be abandoned uh and he says that the skeptic explanation requires you to kind of bend over backwards to assign natural origins to the object um yeah, so like for example uh the some Like one of the one of the explanations that you like, and I think this is the one that you were talking about last week where they were saying that there was hydrogen frozen on it that was turning to gas and was like sort of like filtering out of it like a like a, you know, like a little canister of air or something. A little jet. Yeah. Uh, He was the one that proved he was the one who wrote the paper Loeb was that was cited that disproved that theory for the, you know, for the scientific community.
1: That's cool. Yeah. I mean, I want it to be aliens real bad. Not going to lie. So Uh,
2: his his quotes is I just want to his last quote is he says his book should motivate people to collect more data on the next object that looks weird. And if we find another and we take a photo and it looks like a light sail, I don't think anyone will argue that. (laughs) I mean, he's got
1: a point. Yeah. I'm right there with you. Kind of branching into that, actually, like the more on the UFO thing, mine mine kind of ties into that in that the government, the U.S. government officially is on a 180 day countdown for the Pentagon and spy agencies to reveal what they know about UFOs. It comes after uh, President Trump signed a 2.3 trillion dollar COVID nineteen relief bill and government funding bill on Sunday. Thanks to an, an act included in the bill, federal agencies must publish a report in the next six months. The provision wasn't included in the text of the 5,593-page 5, legislation, but as a committee comment attached to the annual Intelligence Authorization Act.
2: So it's the, uh, sending, It's happening. This is the bill that. Yeah, this Didn't is the one just that, that they're on done account.
0: talking about. How whatever they're about to produce is going to be like boo boo. Section six form <laughs> A states that there's going to be nothing. There's going to be nothing of important information in there. You don't know that, Jesse. You don't know I that. Do. Don't I know th- do. I do.
1: You don't know that. You don't know that. But that's it. That's my article. They're on a timer. Did you know to release it?
2: Did you know that in 2020, uh, in New York City, UFO sightings are up 283 percent from 2018. Uh, You
1: said for 2020.
2: Uh, In two years, since 2018. The 2020. It is is
1: up to 283 percent. It's almost time, Jesse. The aliens are coming, brother
0: here's the thing. If they showed up, awesome. I'm down. Either we're all dead or we're all like enlightened. Either way, we had a good run. All I'm saying is it's not happening. If we were ever going to get someone to tell us about aliens, Trump's loony ass 100 percent would have. You're kidding
1: me. Biden he ain't just gonna say to, shit. MK Ultra, He's
0: just, not gonna say nothing. N- there's no way they told Trump that there's aliens if they have no any knowledge. Uh, look, I, that's what I'm saying. But then we're not getting anything with, with Biden either. I'm just letting did you, see you know. The video, oh, I don't think
2: uh, we will. In in Honolulu. What? That was the so you know how the 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 telescope is in Hawaii, so they named it the Oumuamua? Didn't yeah, did okay. you hear, didn't you hear about the the uh, UFO sighting in
1: Hawaii like the other day? Yes, it got posted on their subreddit, actually. Yeah, yeah, Like 11 different people saw it. I don't uh, still don't think, it, you know. They're coming. It's happening, Jesse. They're on the
0: way. Look, I, for one, welcome our new alien overlords, and I'm fine with whatever happens. You know me, I'm fine with robot overlords, alien overlords. I'm just, I'm okay being a pet. Yeah. I like the structure. I get Although it. Although I don't mm. think it's gonna happen.
1: It just depends on the species that land.
0: But you know what can happen for you?
1: What, Jesse? Ladies and gentlemen, right now,
0: still on sale. Lizzie Borden's house <gasps> is still oh my on God. sale on Zillow. You can go there right now. $189,000. That's not cheap. that much. Where is that? It is in mm-hmm. uh, French Street, Fall River, Massachusetts. Yeah,
1: it's in my state, baby. Let's uh, like get a Patreon me. me. Let's, let's make it Although, a new Patreon. goal.
0: If you're out there, you're like, why would I want to live in a house where axe murders happened? Ladies and gentlemen, do I have information for you? It is not where the murders happened, but instead where she lived until she
2: died. So you just have to live in a house where somebody who murdered people with an axe.
0: Right. Right. I don't know why ghosts would be in that house. Here's the thing. It's a a very lovely house. It is. It's. Uh, seven bedrooms, four baths, 4,000 square know, feet. Man.
1: If that place is haunted, though, it's going to be
0: haunted by Wait, Lizzie Borden. How many bedrooms? The murderer herself. Seven bedrooms. $189,000? <laughs> Nestled Damn. in the historic Highlands District.
2: Guys, right, if Fall, Fall River is not the greatest city. Okay. But it's not bad. All right. Shade of, towards Fall River, you know, shout outs <laughs> to them. It's all good. I worked in Fall River for a long time. That's fair enough. You know, I mean, look. I'm just saying, if we all get high enough on the Patreon, the Chilumanati yes. will purchase Lizzie Borden's house. Here's and we'll make our, God, it is, it'll be our COVID bubble, and we'll all live there it together as a family. Being, I would love
1: that.
0: I found out that it's called Maplecroft is the name of this estate. And more importantly, oh. Maplecroft is being offered fully furnished with exceptional period pieces that speak of a very special past
2: on Time. Zillow for under $200,000. Good Lord. Come on, patron members. Hundred, up it, up. It's,
0: it, What up have I been doing
2: with my... This is what I've been waiting for. I fucked <laughs> This up. is it. We could buy this house
1: and turn into like a Chiluminati hotspot.
2: Yeah. This I is, just want to... It'll be like Zach Bagan's that,
1: weird museum of the insane it's, or whatever. It's,
0: it's 890000
1: Oh, my God. That's, a way, 90, I that's way I don't want it. I don't need do that I'm much. much. I'm, out. Yeah, I'm done. Never <laughs> mind. It's like a house in LA. I'm
2: never going to be able to afford that. Yeah. Oh, No. <laughs> It's a suburban house in an L.A. I was like, man,
1: we could we could do like every Halloween a live show at Lizzie Borden's house.
0: Yeah. Can I tell you what's crazy? That this just goes to show you what the housing market's like. This house sold on uh, in October of 2014. It looks like November
1: 2014. Four hundred thousand dollars. Just maybe putting it out there.
0: Yeah, that sounds about right.
1: Well, Jesse, you raised our hopes for a brief moment.
0: I'm sorry. I thought I swore I said correctly. we we'll just have to find another you know demented
1: mansion a, to live
2: in together. It'll be okay. The houses around them. it?
0: Not, I mean, 300K, 175K, 85K. We could get in the area. We could like swoosh in, in the area close. and then go visit it. We could go <laughs> sit on true. the lawn
2: and sing Kumbaya. Um, we could just yeah. take it over. We
0: could just declare oh, squatters, squatters rights. Right.
2: Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Do they have good laws supporting that in mass? I probably, probably not.
1: Well, we could <laughs> do. I, I, I don't know. Honestly, I don't. Yeah, I well, don't know. It
0: isn't. You know, it's you know, what does the local legislator say? We could be like the new Whitey Bulger. Right. And then we, we can, can just run do that LSD town. for 25 days. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, we could
1: create the pad,
2: the pad. No, I'm out. Mm, all <laughs> right. Yo. Does can it have a conversation pit and fondue. Uh, built into the we'd table we'd have
0: to tear we'd have to tear the place down and that's definitely how you get the ghost of an axe murderer to come for you yeah what, no, you can't get I'm chopped
2: a, by a ghost axe goes right through you no big
0: deal hi if there's ever a ghost axe that was gonna get you it'd be that one that ghost <laughs> yeah. axe is
2: like yeah and then you're done i have no fear of you lizzie come at me
0: still on <laughs> sale 130 some no. days after it first went up it's almost like Damn. people are not interested
1: yeah, kind of weird. Nobody's got $800,000 lying around to just buy a I was home, I going to say, it's no way because it's 800000 fucking dollars.
0: Someone Seven in LA rooms, definitely though. does. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, fair. Seven rooms is tempting. Definitely. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it, everybody, for listening. I appreciate your support on Patreon. I appreciate you listening to this mini We We love you. We'll see you next week with something. Maybe aliens will land between now and next week. I can't make any promises. It if they uh, do, will not happen.
0: I can make a promise it won't happen.
1: I'm going to try and eat an alien. How
2: many days? I'm going to anti-cult you. It will not happen. How many days do we have? Seven days, brother. Till the, till the, uh, no, 180 days. They have 106 months. So half a year before I'm eating alien pate off a cracker. Yeah, dude. (laughs) All right. (laughs) And I'm eating alien I
0: don't want to be associated with Ew. you. When, when the two of you get Ew. taken to the camps, I'm going to be over here with my alien masters laughing. They'll be like, yes, <laughs> pet Jesse. And I'll be like,
2: <laughs>
0: I'll be the salacious
1: crumb. But you got to okay, okay, man, I'm fine with that. You got to come, like, over the next 10 years, you got to come break us out. No, I'm good. You got to let on, him you gotta let him shrink you're you down to salacious crumb size. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shift click
2: your
0: corner and, and apple T. <laughs> well, that's tea, how it works when you're advanced technology. Yeah. They'll
2: just reshape me. Time yeah. and space, man. It's nothing, dude. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. That's it for us, everybody. See you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. And another big thank you to today's sponsor, Magic Spoon. I haven't hit it. I've been very, very busy the past couple months with my big move. And one of the things I immediately sacrifice whenever I get busy is my meals. I go for something easy and quick, and one of my most go to, leaned on, easy meals is cereal. And I am a kid at heart, so I always get the sugary stuff. You know, the stuff that's bad for you, but is absolutely delicious. However, now that I'm settling into my new place rather nicely, I'm trying to turn my diet around a little bit. But now instead of eating all that sugary stuff, I'm eating magic spoon. And if you're trying to eat better like me, Healthy breakfast doesn't have to be boring. Magic Spoon has the amazing flavors that you love, but without all that nasty bad stuff. It has zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. Only 140 calories per serving, and it's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. And I mean it when I literally say it just tastes like your cereal from childhood, or if you're like me, the stuff you're eating now. It's really delicious. All you got to do is go to magicspoon.com slash chill to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure you use our promo code chill at checkout to save five bucks off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's back with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll literally refund your money back. No questions asked. Get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash chill and use code chill to save five dollars off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. Hello, my little chilluminots and welcome Ooh. back. <laughs> yeah, That's good. Oh. No, no fight back. He's finally starting to accept. I mean, accept, it and wasn't creepy. That. You were just like, I'm gonna talk with like this. Yeah, it wasn't. Almost, if you, like, if like if you a, lull um, us into hello, it, if you bring the energy down, down you before you start. You, like you, a siren. On a rock in the middle of the ocean singing their most pleasant tune. Yeah. That's what I'm doing right this very minute. If there was a fucking sailor
2: sitting on a ship and he heard like off the ship, like, hello, my little sailor whaler.
1: Like, (laughs) I would not. I would be like. I would be, go, I'd I'd change my sails. I'd go right that way. Gotta go. Gotta go. Uh, Welcome to Chill Mini. Hello, patrons. Thank you so much. We love you. Appreciate your support. I've got a fun (laughs) story uh, that I think I'm just going to crack open with because we just- Finished up a UFO kind of connected uh, episode brought us to brought to you by Alex. Hey, and so we're gonna go into a UFO encounter listener story Ooh. brought to us by Ooh. listener Zenarial okay. called the UFO encounter. The neighborhood we lived in was full of friendly people and had a real welcoming community to it. One of the neighbors near us uh, in the cul de sac would host block parties every summer, and I and all the other kids in the neighborhood loved it. It was one of the few nights that our parents would be outside late and let us stay out late with them. There was food, fireworks, and games, and I remember those summer block parties fondly. A, particularly, a particular event during the block party of the summer I was nine is something that keeps that night firmly implanted in my, in my thoughts and memories. The party was winding down as the hour was nearing probably 10 o'clock or so, though a few adults were still chatting around a metal barrel bonfire. Their kids were growing tired and were mostly sitting around waiting for their parents to say it was time to go home. A friend and I weren't really tired yet, and with the only, uh, and with the only other kids uh, that were still there being much younger than us, we were getting bored. My friend and I decided to go to the neighborhood park and playground that was several blocks away and down a steep hill. We asked our parents about it, and they said it was fine, and off we went. What we didn't tell our parents was that instead of going to the park we plan to go to explore the forested wetlands preserve that was across from the park. Yee, yee. <laughs> <laughs> you had to go through the playground and across a rarely used dirt road to even get to find it. Find that vagina sculpture place- in the woods. <laughs> yeah, That's exactly the kind of place you're going to find that shit. It was a place kids like to sneak into because we weren't supposed to go there. Animal skeletons of things like raccoons and deers were frequently found there. It was muddy, swampy, and dangerous. That's exactly why my friend and I wanted to go explore it at night. The park had a large sign that said it closed at dusk. I always assumed the reason was because the only light near it was a street lamp on the sidewalk at the entrance. After walking a ways down the asphalt path that led down to a steep slope to the playground, there were no lights, so it got pretty dark. That made it a little creepy, but also made it a good place to stargaze now now that I think about it. It's a shame that never occurred to me when I was nine. As we walked down the slope and into the gr- grassy area next to the playground, I remember that my friend and I were talking about how eerie it was being there at night and how just hearing that word gave us chills. We passed the playground, still discussing things in that vein, and we were a few yards from the dirt road when something low in the sky ahead of us caught our attention. I cut off mid-sentence and we both stopped dead in our tracks. The thing in the sky descended smoothly and rapidly. Lights blinking along the bottom of the craft made it appear to be cylindrical in shape. It honestly looked like the stereotypical UFO seen in nearly every alien movie and UFO report. That'd be so surreal to like see like a fucking dead ass flying saucer. As a child, as a nine year old, I'd run screaming. Yeah. The craft hit the tree line of the wetlands ahead of us. The tops of the trees that were in the way of its descent bent as it pushed them and I could hear the light rustle of leaves from what I guessed was the breeze created by the UFO, but the craft itself was not emitting any noise that I could hear from where we stood. My friend and I looked at each other wide-eyed and we turned and ran before the craft even made it to the past the tops of the trees. We were yelling back and forth to each other things like, Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, and oh my god! I remember running to my parents out of breath and trying to explain what we saw. The words might have been blurred and incoherent, but whatever the reason may be, my parents brushed me off with an uh-huh and pretty much ignored my scared yet excited screeching. My friend and I talked about it for a little more around the bonfire, but after we went home and slept it off, I all but forgot about it in the coming weeks and shrugged it off when I thought about it thereafter. My friend never spoke of it again. I ended up moving to California three years later and lost contact with most of my childhood friends, so I didn't think about the incident either until a few years later when I confided in close friends who were also sharing their paranormal experiences. Before that, I was afraid people would make fun of me or call me a liar, so I never bothered to bring it up. I am a terrible liar, though. I can't (laughs) keep a story straight unless it really happened. It's the main reason I have trouble writing fiction stories, so I can assure you I'm not making the incident up. I am weirdly calm when talking about it now, like it was a thing that was normal to see. In fact, weirdly calm is how I reacted to the other experiences I've had with unexplainable things later in life. I think those particular stories are best left for another time, though.
2: The end. You also met Bigfoot and also DB Cooper,
1: the, uh, dude. <laughs> and they're rich if they met DB Cooper. No, Marvel already cracked the case, dude. DB Cooper was Loki. You think DB Cooper was Loki? That's in the trailer. Oh, they show come on! It. I'm saying, man, here's it's r- it. They cracked the case. The trickster god was DB Cooper, and that's why we never found him. Did you guys well, watch you, that? Uh, are you messing with
0: me right now?
1: I don't is know. That, am I is guessing? that part of the show? What are you talking about? Oh, yes. That is part of the show. Yes. Is it? Oh, my yeah, God. The, the whole thing of Loki is like he, he's he's time hopping, like fixing things and like the time. And like one of the episodes is he's DP Cooper. And as he jumps out of the plane and money's flying out, the the Bifrost comes in. Whoop, sucks he's like, him up. oh, boy. <laughs> and Sam's like, how am I going to do this? Scott
2: Bakula's there every time he sees himself in the mirror. Oh, my
1: God. Uh, that's my story gentlemen I think it's a good tangent I think it's a good connector to your weird spider webbed uh, aliens uh, story of last episode I'll take it have you seen have you
2: seen the D.B. Cooper documentary did we talk about that already
1: no Uh, no I have not seen it so
2: there's one there's a new one on I think it's on HBO it's not bad did
1: we cover D.B. Cooper though did
2: you cover D.B. Cooper rather you mean like did I do an episode on D.B. Cooper no no I did not we've definitely we've
1: brought him up in the past a few times I think
2: everybody knows D.B. Cooper
1: yeah He's, he's, like, he's like, he's like, everybody level.
2: knows Oswald and everybody knows Cooper.
1: Yep. Yeah. All right. Which, who, who do you guys got? Who's got what? Who wants to take it? From I mean,
0: me? I want to talk about Fatma. So you let me know what you <laughs> want right, to do. All right.
1: Well, <laughs> I don't ready. know what Alex
0: has got. So I've,
2: I've got, I've got an article from simple flying online magazine. That's just was published this week, but it's just okay. a recap of Amelia Earhart. Basically. Gotcha. It's going to give a rundown of what
1: happened with Amelia Earhart and what people think. You, you mentioned it just before you go anywhere. Did you all see another jetpack boy was spotted again?
2: I did. I did see that. I, I almost thought about bringing it up again, but it's just the and same a picture was taken. It's just the same so story again. It's just the same yeah, it's story the same again. Thing.
1: Same thing. Same guy. Probably Elon Musk, but you mentioned the Flying Magazine. I was like, oh, yeah. Jetpack man.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's, it's fucking weird. Uh, should I get into this? Get into it, buddy. Okay. Uh, so she went missing. Amelia Earhart went missing over the Pacific ocean in 1937, uh, while attempting to circumnavigate the globe again, this is by Mark Finlay on simple flying. Uh, she was with Fred Noonan, who was her navigator. They took off in a Lockheed Electra from lay airfield in Papua, New Guinea bound for Howland Island an uninhabited coral Island located close to the equator, uh, halfway between Australia and Hawaii. Okay. Um, we know they never made it there. Uh, and everybody's been sort of searching for her. She's sort of been like a legendary uh, figure in like American mystery culture. If you don't know that, if you don't know who Amelia Earhart is. Uh, but uh, I can tell you what happened to her. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you what. I, I Let's I'm going to lay out my <laughs> theories and you tell me if it's one of your theories. OK, I'm ready. Uh, first of all, the original the original search was carried out by the Coast Guard and the Navy, as well as George Putnam, her husband. They hired a bunch of boats, sent them out, found absolutely nothing. Uh, and that's just where it stayed. Like, there's not yeah. been any definitive evidence about what happened to her. Uh, but here are the theories. Some people think her plane crashed in the ocean near the island. This is the like official explanation based one ran out of gas and crashed basically. Um, it's important to know that the coast guard sent out a cutter called it, Itasca to the Island. Uh, that was going to be like the radio link. Cause number one, there was no radar. So it needed a smokestack to find the fucking Island. Damn. There was no radar in 1937. Uh, That's true. And then it, she was supposed to be, the, the ship was supposed to be the radio link. So she was supposed to have clean radio signal, but she actually had really bad radio signal the whole time. Which was very uh, like interesting, and there's also uh, it's not in this article, but there is a story of somebody in an apartment in New York City picking up a broadcast from Amelia Earhart the day that she went missing. Oh, that's uh, wild! That's like some bizarre story. I don't know if it's true, um, but yeah. So, uh, like 20 years ago or so, there was a company in Maryland called Nauticos that went to go find. The plane, they like set out an area, went to go find the plane like National Geographic was all involved. They searched six hundred and thirty square miles. They found uh, literally nothing. And they also yep. sent other missions down later that also found nothing. So that's crazy. They were confident, too, that they were going to find it and they literally found nothing. Uh, the, another theory is that they went to Nikumaroro Island. Uh, which is another island that's like similar. It's a coral island. That's like 350 nautical miles Southwest. Uh, There is a short radio transmission uh, from Earhart to the Itasca that said they were flying along line one, five, seven, three, three, seven, which is like the course that they would have been on. If they, they they would, if they, if they followed that course, they would have missed their Island and and landed right on this one. Uh Um, At the time of her appearance, the tide would have been low enough to give her a a surface to to land on, which could be possible. They even found signs of people being on this island. Um, A British officer said he found an overnight shelter uh, and maybe part of the landing gear. Um, And then there was the Phoenix Island Settlement Scheme in 38. One year later, people came across parts of possibly a plane in 1940. They found bones and shoes and a box with a sextant in it. On the island, Mm. um, and they sent the bones to Fiji where they were found to be a European male's bones, Uh, campfires, fish, clams and turtles that were eaten, possibly. Uh, And based on the fact that the heads weren't eaten, they thought that it was not Pacific Islanders because they would have ate that shit up and that it was probably somebody with a more Western sensibility about what is edible on an animal. Gotcha. Uh, Another uh, theory that was going around is one that was going around not that long ago. I think you might remember there was a picture that was like circulating around this one, which is that they were captured by the Japanese Uh, Mm -hmm. and and the picture was disproven. They actually like, they actually like ruled out the picture as evidence of her being captured as a POW. Uh, But they thought the theory goes that the Japanese captured them and thought they were spies and killed them basically. Gotcha. Um, uh, And finally, some people think that they maybe just came back to the United States uh and became Irene Craigmile and then Irene Bolum after getting married to Guy Bolum uh, because maybe she was just tired of being Amelia Earhart, the most famous person in the fucking country. That's <laughs> uh, a weird one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another guy thinks she's she in her in his book, Amelia Earhart survived. U.S. Air Force Colonel Rollin C. Reinick. Speculates that she left her plane in the Marshall Islands and then returned to the U.S. under assumed name uh, and, and the U.S. like if you can imagine that the whole thing was a ploy by the U.S. to be able to search the ocean uh, without being oh, without a lot of yeah. questions being asked, if you just imagine that that was her mission was to do that and then just come back here, but she was just so famous that like they were like, well, you got to go into witness protection now, basically. Yeah, it's time to go under underground. Uh, except that probably the plane would have ran out of gas before it got to the Marshall Islands, so who knows? Okay, uh, that's just what. A guy who owns one of these Lockheed Electras said he just is like, gotcha. there's no way. So nobody so nobody knows what happened to her. There's a lot of tell, tell us about the aliens that kidnapped you. No her. problem.
1: Man. We covered that. We covered this in episode three. It's been a few years. She oh. got escorted by aliens into the hollow earth. Oh, that's she lived out the rest of her days. Right. Amongst like a, better technology and better people. It's like Roanoke. Right. Exactly. Totally. Yeah. That's the, that's probably what happened to them. too. They probably got, got sucked down to Atlantis. Right. Yeah. How? Yeah.
0: Can I just say, how have we never done the Bermuda Triangle? Uh, didn't we? That's a good question. Didn't we? We've, n- we've not. No, we've like Am I have fully to do a Bermuda Triangle it. episode? Come on now. Dude, Dude, take it, my man, if I you would want love it. to. Oh, God. All I right. To,
2: I would love to see like, that. How sit have we never that done that? I thought we did, didn't we? No. Am I crazy? No, we did not cover we've it. We've
0: never done Bermuda Triangle. That seems like a basic thing we should have done. Crazy.
1: Crazy. <sighs> crazy. Maybe it wasn't the real Bermuda Triangle that we were talking about. We did almost talk about the Bridgewater Triangle here in like Massachusetts a little bit.
2: Oh, yeah. But that was at the that was at the live show. The live show. That was when I fell in the bathroom and dirtied my knees. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yep. All right. Jesse, tell us about Fatima.
0: Yo. So uh, we were talking about it in this episode. Episode 84. For those of you who are listening to this in a first half of
2: the weird compilation as the kids call it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Compilation. I always think Fatima is fascinating because there is so much underneath the story uh that Alex was saying about the three girls and they saw the the virgin mary and there's I think they saw six times and then people like thousands and thousands and thousands of people witness a miracle that kind of thing and then there's just like more to it so I'm fascinated about the aftermath both uh Socially and politically, because uh-huh. um as I'm sure if, if you know anything about Fatima, if, if you don't, let me just really quickly summarize this. What ends up happening is they have these secrets. There are three Fatima secrets that they are like, we're going take it to the grave. And what ends up happening is later in life, the remaining surviving sister, Lucia, I think. Yes. Is I
2: mean?
0: She ends up uh going into the church and she becomes like a uh, part of the church in uh lisbon and the priest there i think it's a priest i mean, you know what i'm just gonna the yeah jose alva's the bishop the bishop of uh lyria says hey write this stuff down like i command you to write down the secrets basically write down the secrets yeah that's when the, that's when they put her in jail basically They were like, write down the secrets. We command that you do this. And so she writes a book in 1941 that contains two of the secrets. And she says, there's a third one and I'm not going to release it. I'm going to, I'm going to like, it's a secret that will be revealed later. And so what ends up happening is we get two of the secrets and the third secret they say will not, will be written down by Lucia, put in an envelope sent to the Vatican and will stay there and be released in 1960. Right? Like in 1960 we we'll release it. So what we end up having is the two secrets we get from her. The first secret is basically a vision of hell. It's like hell is this awful place and she talks about the flames and like the all the people dying and suffering there and how it's horrible and it made them tremble with fear and there's demons and all sorts of awful things. The second secret is essentially about world war two. Yeah. Basically it's basically saying, you know, world war two is going to happen. And it also talks about Russia a lot. There's a lot of talk about Russia and how the church needs to go into Russia and consecrate Russia and how, you know, essentially like it's pretty anti-communism is what it is. And so of course, at this time, the, the, Big thing is for a lot of religious people, it's like, oh my god, we have two of the secrets, this is incredible. Like uh, it all rings true to them about all these different things. But it also is nineteen forty-one. So World War Two has already begun. Oh yeah. And so you're saying it's um, like convenient that these yeah, secrets are lenient. Like, yeah. And, and the first secret isn't really, it's just like, watch out for hell, because hell sucks, right? But the second secret is very much like, oh, it's revealing. It talks about how, you know, there's a war is going to break out during uh, a, a specifically named Pope. And it just happens to be the Pope that's around during the breakout of World War II. There's talk about Russia and communism. Like, it doesn't say communism, I don't think, but it's like, that's what it's talking about. And, uh, the idea that a lot of people are are like, well, how could that be the thing that was given to you if communism, like there wasn't a revolution in Russia until later in 1917, right? Like you had these visions in July and communism, like the Russian revolution was November. So like, uh, was the Virgin Mary just like, get ready. It's going to be crazy? There's a lot of that. People were like. I don't know. I don't know if, if I believe this, but um, one of the things I think is the most fascinating is there was a write up about this, that uh, a guy did like a background study about, uh, you know, the the ecclesiastical fervor of the the late 1800s, early 1900s. And the basic idea is that during that time period, there were a lot of of like sightings of spiritual things and major movements and cult. Like we all saw this and we're all a part of it. And major religious movements happened during that time period. And they deduce like, Hey, it is a reaction to this post industrial disenfranchisement that lower middle-class people are feeling when like, You know, their whole lives are changing rapidly, right? They're going from everyone worked in a farm to now they're giant cities with smokestacks and factories and things are changing. And the money they're making is less and less and less. And they're being treated worse and worse and worse. And he's like, I want to pose that the uh, uh, reaction to the more sci-fi elements of the exact same thing aliens, seeing ships in the sky. That's a reaction to the, you know, since the fifties UFO mania today of people who, you know, are being more and more stomped upon looking for something as like, there's something greater out there and we're all just like, it's all being kept from us and it's all secrets. And so that's, you know, I think it even relates to some of the things you see uh, with some religious people right now who are like, really into some things you're like wait a minute what right. <laughs> there's a there, what's happening yeah and so this all comes down to the last secret and so the last secret is one of those things that is so fascinating because it was supposed to be released in the 60s there's it was like, not there's like controversy about it right i remember oh, tons it was not released in the 60s in fact it wasn't released until uh, i think it was the year 2000 Damn. Yeah. The year 2000, it was released. Damn. And they said, this is going to be, you know, it's for the millennium. Right. And we'll really, and so they kept putting it off. And so everyone was like, oh my God, what is the secret? What is this? Like, what could the secret possibly be? It must be. And it became the subject of a lot of conspiracy theories, a lot of crazy things. Cause it was supposed to be the sixties and it never happened. They never released yeah. it. It was like the Vatican's keeping it a secret.
1: And so, like the JFK files never being released ever.
0: Yeah. And, and the Vatican, Came out and said, all right, she wrote down in four pieces of paper this statement. And basically it is to sum it all up. Hey, be good. Pray. Repent. God will take care of you. That's pretty much it. It's a lot of symbolism about like people climbing up mountains and at the top is a cross. And like those who are bad will be like cast aside. It is. It's pretty much just, hey, be a good person. And, and like be religious, and uh, you know, just take care of your fellow man—that kind of thing. And it got a lot of controversy because people were like, "Well, wait, that's it? Yeah, like wh- it why was? did that need to wait?" <laughs> yeah, and the biggest thing that I think is fascinating, and that makes me feel like the church just made it up. And this, this again, this is what this is what leads to even more conspiracy theories. When Lucia wrote her memoirs. She said she wrote what the third prophecy was down on a piece of paper. The Vatican released four pieces of paper. Yeah. So everyone's like, they're clearly hiding still the last prophecy and they don't want us to know what it is. Mm, So my mind initially when I saw all this stuff was like, Oh, the church just made it all up. It's all BS. But I love the idea. that They're like, we cannot show them this last piece of paper. Dan
1: Brown's up. next novel. Yes, dude. Yes, I, think it's so <laughs> much I actually more, like,
2: am not totally sure that that's not in one of his novels. That, that would not surprise me at I, all. I kind of lost. I kind of ran into steam after the second one, but I'm sure sh- <laughs> there's only so
1: many mysteries, right? <laughs> yeah. At least the religious ones. Yeah. Oh, there's, that's good though. I think for, thank you for diving more into that. Cause now that I know the secrets, it's, it's, Not disappointing is the wrong word, but interesting in a wildly different context.
0: Yeah, and it's 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 certainly one that like the more you read into it, the more you're like the whole situation is fascinating. And there are let me just say if you want to dig deep into the third prophecy, the third secret, there's so many other things that make it great for conspiracy because, you know, like why was it written in the form of a letter? when she right. was like a secret like why does it not mention the virgin mary at all really like, it's the it doesn't sound like the virgin mary said it it's just like this is what happened right there's so many <laughs> things that are in it that are like this is unlike the other two prophecies so oh yeah it's so good it's like that's oh. a perf- that's
1: perfect bait for anybody <laughs> yeah. to be like you're lying perfect
0: bait perfect uh, bait. it's amazing yeah
1: it's fucking crazy awesome well thank you boys that's some good shit and thank you patrons for giving us your money and continuing to directly support this show we are very appreciative that we could keep, keep getting to entertain you. We will be back next week with another mini-sode following the cult episode that we're about to get from Alex, which I'm very excited for. Raelians.
2: They just have such an aesthetic, man. They just have <laughs> such an aesthetic.
1: <laughs> we'll see you next that. week,
0: everybody. Goodbye.
1: Bye. Bye. Thank you to today's sponsor of this episode. Felix Grey. So Felix Grey actually gave me a bunch of bullet points that I could read if I so chose. But they also said to ignore it if you prefer your own personal style. So Felix Grey, I'm holding you to your word. Felix Grey are blue light filtering glasses that just don't look like your typical blue light filtering glasses. And What I mean by that is they don't look so gaudy and wild like you're an extreme gamer. They simply look like normal glasses. And unlike other blue light filtering glasses, they don't have a film on the front. Typically, that's what you get when you have blue light filtering glasses. Felix Grey actually builds that blue light filtering into the glass itself. And the Felix Grey lenses actually filter 15 times more blue light that can make screen time tough on your eyes. You know, the stuff that makes your eyes dry and keeps you up and keeps your brain firing around. Yeah, did you know that the blue light actually kills off melatonin as it's being generated? Might be why you're staying up at night a little bit. And while Felix Grey glasses might be a slightly more expensive option, It comes with that high-end, durable, lightweight, and really comfortable quality. I ended up picking myself up the Faraway Black style, and though they're still on the way, I'm really excited to get my hands on them. Blue light lenses come standard starting at $95, or add your prescription at checkout starting at $145. If you can feel your screen time, or if you're not even sure if blue light glasses are right for you, start with the best in blue light, and try Felix Grey. With their 30-day money-back guarantee, there is nothing to lose but the eye strain. Right now, get 15% off the entire Felix Gray site when you enter promo code CHEERS at checkout now through May 2nd. Go to felixgray.com slash chill for the best blue light glasses on the market. That's felixgrayglasses.com slash chill. Use promo code CHEERS at checkout for 15% off the entire site. Free shipping, free returns, free exchanges. Felixgrayglasses.com slash chill.
0: Hello, my little Chiluminats. Welcome back. I'm going to fight you on this. It's fossil, they, 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 they must like it or else you they would have told you to stop. That's what I'm saying,
1: man. If, if anything, anything, there
0: they, are more patrons than there were last time. They keep growing. We I crossed like 900
1: it. patrons on the Patreon. I don't like so it. So many of you all. I Thank need you a guys. coffee cup that says, hello, my little Chiluminats." i will oh, I would love that. Well, no, I'll, we'll, I'll
2: right. look into that. So maybe maybe the it's slack in the morning and it gets, like hello. My little when little it gets hot, Jal-Nuts. it turns up and says, "Hello, my little joluminots." Ooh, I like it. It just says that. Yeah, yeah. "Hello, my
0: little joluminots." <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the coffee cup has a speaker on the bottom.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. That's an expensive coffee
2: cup. Oh yeah, it's going to cost $400. <laughs> <laughs> we'll sell
1: only one of them. <laughs> that's all we need to <laughs> sell. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Alex, do you want to start this mini sode or do you want to f- put the button on it? What like I feel like yours is yeah. pretty important and can go either way.
2: Let's let's just get out of the way because I was I was pimping it so hard. Okay. I'm just gonna send you a video on YouTube. Okay. What? And then and then you tell me what what ongoing mystery I solved with this video. Ready? Okay. I'm a little nervous. It's a little it's a little bit. Sad that it, it this is the explanation, but it's also oh. but it's also very funny. Okay, I see Wait, the mystery you've solved. <laughs> so disappointed, so disappointed, wow, I'm incredibly
0: disappointed.
2: <laughs>
1: so disappointed. That was spend the entire time? Uh,
2: okay, so to be clear, what they are looking at is a video of a drone uh that is attached to a one-to-one size model of a man. In a camo jacket and a motorcycle helmet, and it is a free flying drone that can take off, and it looks like a man with a jetpack. And according to, uh, of course, this is this is the this is the most likely explanation for the person that has been reportedly seen around LAX by pilots on multiple occasions over the past few months. Uh, this video is not of somebody in Los Angeles, uh, so that's one point in favor of it being. Elon Musk trying out his Iron Man suit, uh, but the uh, according to the Black Vault, uh, which we know is the uh, sort of F- Freedom of Information Act, happy sort of dump uh, yep. an American Airlines pilot who made the original jetpack sighting reported to the FBI that, quote, what he saw was exactly like the drone in the YouTube
1: video below. Damn. Uh, that is a very disappointing end to a fascinating mystery that's plagued us for a little while. It's an unmanned drone
2: in the shape of a man with a, with two sets of those like drone helicopter sort of propulsion fans. So disappointing. I'm, on I'm either either watching side. it and getting more disappointed yeah. every second you talk about it. It, it is insanely sad. <laughs> it sucks because it really looks like a fucking dude with a jetpack.
1: Yeah. He's told, I mean, especially, especially when you're seeing it from so far away in the air and stuff like there's just no way to know. They even went
2: they even went like out on a on a limb to like put a NASA symbol on the back <laughs> of the jetpack, And he like tilts backwards when he flies up and he has like the two little hand things and he goes really far away and he goes really high up in the video. Uh, and I'm
1: I'm fairly convinced that this is yeah, what I mean, there's. There's no way to know for sure, but this is right. Like, this is my number one now suspicion as to what this is actually happening.
2: Yeah. 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 So, well, sorry. Well, that's a bummer. But also, I figured it out.
1: <laughs> way to go, Alex. Boo. Well, we, we talked a little bit about cloning and uh, Jesse specifically about immortality. So, I kind of wanted to talk about this. I'm sure you guys know where I'm going with this. Um, but literally, uh, two days ago, yesterday, something like that, Microsoft files a patent to revive dead loved ones as AI chatbots. This is a Black Mirror episode come to life. Um, Microsoft has been granted a patent that would allow the company to make a chatbot using the personal information of deceased people. The patent describes creating a bot based on the images, voice data, social media posts, and and electronic messages, and more personal information. Microsoft has even included the notion of 2d or 3d models of specific people being generated via images and depth information or, or video data. If that sounds familiar, because it is, this was the exact plot of the first episode of the second season of black mirror. I was <clears throat> curious what your thoughts are about that. And if you were just like, hell no, or this is fascinating. I nope. don't want nope. to <sighs> speak to my relatives
2: that are gone, that are gone by pretending that they're there. This is like uh, fucking what's his name, uh, Johnny Silverhand. This is like the same shit.
1: Yes, it's very similar. Yeah. Uh, did you? It's, it's it's basically creating like a personality um, based on your like search history, like all the information gathered by like Google and shit. Uh, and did you? Don't have like you guys it. ever seen the 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 stuff that Google knows about you via ad personalizations? I have no idea. Uh, if you go to ads settings i'll actually just link it and you can click on it it'll show you everything google assumes it knows about you via the searches that and stuff that you've done with oh, google god here. just go there and everything this is as long as you're logged in as yourself
2: oh 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 <laughs> <laughs> no oh no yeah <laughs> Like a lot of it is like wrong enough that it like makes me less interested in like in like uh, stuff. But like they're guessing the size of my employer.
1: Yeah, yeah, mine, too. They've got my age, right?
2: Yeah, <laughs> they boy, got my they, age. They, they know they, they everything. Guess the that size I'm of your employer. How'd they do yeah.
1: that? Ba- they uh, you can click on it. It tells you what they, I think they, they they're ba- They're basing their uh, assumptions on. What do you mean you click on it? Uh, well, it depends. You got to scroll down the list and see what you're seeing. All these, um, yes, all these, I guess they don't. They don't. I guess they don't think that I have an employer. Thankfully, yeah, they, might, they might not be on there for you. Depends on your own, like what you're searching, because you might it might pick up that you own a company or you're like by yourself. Uh, all it or says
0: for me is that it says I'm between thirty five and forty four. Uh-huh. I'm a male. Uh, I like action adventure films. Uh, I like ad- this is literally what it says. These are in order of me. This is how it knows me. Thirty-five to forty-four. Male. Adobe. Red Bubble. Action adventure films. Action adventure platform games. Adventure games. American football. Animated films. Audio equipment. Bars clubs nightlife. Beaches and islands. Biological sciences. The blues. Board games. Books and literature. B- what here's the thing they're not wrong bridal here's the all right bridal wear not sure where that comes in bridal wear i I wonder what the
2: i wonder what the what the thing is that you searched
0: probably like hot brides (laughs) it actually it has my job industry it literally
1: says job industry technology industry for me like it knows the industry that i'm in
0: a lot of camera photo equipment coffee espresso co- a lot of coffee things on here comedy <laughs> films a lot of electronic stuff a lot of things about discounts uh and then it, flowers games
1: it's got me foods. like pretty dead to
2: rights yeah, it, yeah it's, it's got, got me ass.
1: Yeah, it's got me dead on. This my list is. I have to scroll and scroll. It has so much on me. I Men's, do not love it, that.
0: Here's the crazy thing. All of this. Oh shit! Here we go. Now, now I see it. Parental <laughs> status: not a parent. It knew that immediately. Yep. Pets: none. <laughs> oh, wow. They got my ass.
1: <laughs> wow. Oh, I don't like that one bit. Yep. It knows I have pets. Not a parent oh wow it's it's a little creepy (laughs) it's a little creepy all right again you take this and then you try to form a jesse out of it obviously with your text messages and videos that you've made there's probably enough of you out there jesse that if you died tomorrow they could make like a weird semi probably correct like person ai personality on you
0: any nerd on the internet this is let's be real what they told me is literally what every other guy who looks like me is doing that's that's only one of the
1: things they also base it on your text messages uh all kinds of different shit like if they were to create a personality i'm just really
0: curious how they got the things i noticed that stood out is bridal wear yeah weddings and uh what was the other one and women's clothing and i don't Hmm. know one i have ever looked those up and i wonder (laughs) if it's because over the past three years like Eight friends have gotten married, and so mm. I've I've done a lot of like going to their different websites. They send me to for weddings, and like, oh, look at what they're wearing! Like that can like I can't figure out why that's in there because I'm not ever going out there. Like, you know what I? What's going on with with that, ladies' fashion lately? It's nothing mean. I have ever. Con- I'm wearing the same shirt I wore like three days ago. enough fashion has never concerned me, so I don't know why <laughs> I'm like. You know what? That's weird what's going on in the world of uh
2: shorts, shorts or shorts thing. <laughs> I never wanted to wear shorts anyway. I wanted to be a lumberjack. Uh,
1: <laughs> mine even guesses like what my household income is and what like, yeah, class I don't I've like, I do into. not like it. I don't like it. It says household income, upper middle. It's like, not, it? it's How not does it so that? accurate that it's that. like
2: no, it's still a little, I don't off. feel like I've been like violated completely. Like my privacy, but it's, it's pretty all
1: like alphabetical Jesse. I think so. But it's
2: pretty creepy yeah, I don't see yeah that. it's creepy I don't see enough income.
1: yeah household income for me it might not know it might not have a good guess for you it's like maybe good. it just doesn't know good yeah anyway uh so that's it so anyway i don't like the fact that they want to bring de- Microsoft's. like we got your dead people we can bring them back that was that was the point of all this but then we Ooh, sidetracked I don't like that <laughs> okay anyway jesse you're up Ooh, i don't
0: like that um wow so uh <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I mean, I, I, my, my story was, uh, not even going to be anything important. Basically, um, w- this past, uh, I guess like week and a half or whatever. Um, they, I figured you would have done this, but apparently the, uh, CIA, this happened, Oh, no, this article that I have is 11 days ago, but um, the black vault documents, Mm -hmm. which cover everything from mysterious Russian explosions to top government officials being hand delivered uh, like UFO, Intel, all that stuff. Apparently, uh, there was a massive dump of 2700 pages. I've been I've been how many pages again sorry 2700 pages yeah um, the stuff since the 1980s 000. yes yeah and a lot of it is redacted
1: from yes, my understanding that's what
0: i was gonna I, you know uh we've talked about the stuff before but uh apparently what i was gonna say is that there are now people are trying to release like the collector's editions of them so basically what it's it's all this information and then they are creating like book. Get your, you know how they have like commemorative oh my coins God. like that. Oh. They're trying to do that, but with Why? this, and I think it is no amazing. That was, that just, that just it's like now. your collector's Why? DVD as we explore all oh twenty seven hundred pages. Like that is the thing that is happening. I will now, not buy and that. I want I to talk about it because it's really funny. Because of, of stealers, let's steal. It. Of course, everyone is like, <laughs> let's steal it. Yeah,
1: monetizing. Information dumps.
0: information dumps yeah oh my
1: so god stop cute. you people are the reasons that we can't get serious shit done in this goddamn field i just want to know if aliens are real and you trying to like hawk government documents for a pretty penny just makes you look like people desperate for money
0: so <sighs> that's friends. what i thought was funny i thought i would tell you guys that you know we've covered it in the past well, we've talked about the the dumps and the, apparently the
2: dumps?
1: 11 i, I I've been keeping up with the dump to the best. Well, I have been keeping up with other people who are trying to
2: parse through. i regular dumps as well. The dumps.
1: <laughs> but like the issue I'm, people. a lot of people are saying is like, it's so heavily fucking censored. Like it's so redacted that it's like hard to pull anything out of it in the first place that it might as well be useless. Right. So great 2700 pages of blacked out paragraphs
0: well i think i think what this is supposed to be is the recontextualization and like we're going to give you this new information repackaged the way we think it should be explained to you Ugh. but there but it's being like hawked is like the commemorative
2: 2,700. <laughs> I fucking hate it. I really hate it so much. So I figured you would like to know that. Yeah. All right, so, thank you. There's no money in UFOs.
1: Leave it alone. No. Oh God. Well, oh, God, I just want to be like, this is my, this is my like monthly call to the aliens. Just like show yourself, like don't even Not come happening. down. Don't abduct me. Just let me see like you zipping in the sky for a couple seconds. Like, let me see something weird that I can come back to next week and tell you boys about. So that Alex can be like, that sounds cool. And Jesse can tell me I was stoned. So that's, that's all I need. I get it. I, I, I absolutely get it. <laughs> all right. We'll wrap it up this week. Thank you guys so much for listening to patrons. Thank you so much. We are be, because of all of you, we are really close to 8,000 and we crossed 900 patrons. So we love you. Thank you so much. Uh, we'll be back next week with some more mini sods and crazy shit happening in our world. And we'll see you then. Thank you for Goodbye, listening. Bye everybody. Boy. my wife were sitting outside indulging on our porch one night enjoying ourselves i needed to go to the bathroom so i stepped back inside and after a few moments i hear my wife go holy shit get out here so i quickly dash back outside she's looking up at the sky in awe. fall i look up too and there's a perfect line of dozen lights traveling across the sky